Welcome back to another week here on the podcast. And uh, we have unofficially, officially kind of named it Talking Ponies now. Uh, so we'll, we'll go with that for now. So the official, official first episode of Talking Ponies with the official name. Uh, it is Saturday, August 4th. But it was a fun week last week, Curtis, with California Breeders Champions Night. And it was a terrific night of quarter horse racing. Yeah, we had a lot of stakes races there. Uh, one of the biggest betting nights of the year. Yeah, prices came through. Uh, you were on Diamond Blue Eyes. <laughs> you dropped a consensus record for that race there in the fifth. You had the winner on top plus the exact. I think you totaled a hundred and sixty dollars in just I, one race. Yeah, I think that might be the the record as far as a one race consensus. I think the total was pretty high as well overall. Yes. Uh, so it was a fun fun, fun night. And looking back, when when you have those strong opinions, like I mentioned, I cashed a few verticals there with the uh, diamond blue eyes. Uh, there was a few horizontals that escaped from me. And always looking back, you're like, oh, I should have cashed a lot more money. Yeah. But overall, it was a fun night. Uh, it's it's a perfect kind of night where you like where if you like prices, you're gonna get the prices because uh, a lot of the horses are not gonna get bit down as much because there's a lot of plenty of good horses in the fields. But overall, it was a it was a good wagering night. Um, a few strong opinions on the podcast like you mentioned one of those came through uh but overall it was fun yeah uh you had uh rock and asteroid right back uh there again mm -hmm. those were two horses uh, that you picked i wasn't sure on i, I had kind of planned for rock and asteroid to go 870 uh -huh. so i was hoping that he would lose and then finally <laughs> be stretched out to 870 but he wins uh he wins that one paid a nice little price there added to your total but you know, it was just a great night of racing. Uh, a lot of stars out that night. And sometimes, you know, sometimes the as sometimes being as strong for a horse can be as just as beneficial when you're strong against the horse. Yes, there were two two favorites that I was strong against place. And off the top of my mind, uh, obviously one race was uh, the Revenant, who was completely against there. We got Diamond Blue Eyes at thirty two eighty, paid thirty two eighty. Yeah, Diamond Blue Eyes. So I was against that runner, the Revenant. And in the first stakes race of the night, I was against the 10 horse, uh, Ali Bay Foose mm -hmm. in the California Breeder Freshman State, who's really outside. I was completely against that runner. That's where the other Matt Fels trainee uh, won at 60 to 1, I want to say. Yeah, and uh, he was a maiden going into it. Yeah, uh, I was. I needed Yofi, the other Matt Fels, yeah. along the inside to close the, the pick three. Uh, I gave that one, that one as my third choice on the, on the, per, on the podcast. Uh, he, he looked like he was long gone. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was out there, uh, along the inside and, and, uh, I believe I had him for third. So I was, I was right there with you. I was hoping uh, he would take the check home that night, but another fails host, uh, horse comes by and, and swoops and takes the check. All right. So let's, let's rewind the tape and go back and, and recap that card on, on Saturday, last Saturday night here at Los Alamos. So race number four was a freshman stakes, Red Hawk, Red Hawk cartel. The maiden for for uh, Matt Fels got the job done. Alberto Zepeda was aboard 127.20. It was 817. Calendar came up for for a good third. Yeah. Uh, but that was the first stakes race and the first bomb of the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one uh, I think blew up a lot of people's pick fours. Mm -hmm. uh, and the ones that hit it, man, it just made it pay a ton. Uh, it turns out that horse is a, a half to Yankee. Uh, I believe that's what we found out afterwards. Uh, a little oversight by us not not looking into the breeding lines a little more but i think uh just the running lines being a maiden going into a stakes yeah. race like mm -hmm. this uh 
we just like the other Matt Fails horse a lot more. Hands up. I completely overlooked that Brady <laughs> nut. Uh, you know, that, that would have been a, a juicy note to, to really dive into. I think we said that on the debut. Okay. We, we talked about that on air, how this one was a half to Yankee. Uh, but then got overlooked off of that, uh, those maiden efforts and, and tune and one to the tune of 60 to one, actually paying 127 20 there. The second stakes race number five was the gents, gents L list Memorial there, which would go to diamond blue eyes. What was the morning on that one? 12 to one. Yeah. So went off and paid 3280 with a compact feel like that. It was a terrific win odd bet. I cashed a few bucks on that one. And also I was pleasantly surprised how, how good the trifecta, uh, and the super pay, the tri pay 182, the super paid 546 for a compact field like that. It was great. Yeah. That was just, uh, I think the main takeaway was just how bad the revenant was yeah. in, in that race. Uh, after, you know, a subpar effort last time out losing by a length and a quarter, uh, I just, I don't know what we go from here. He no. had the outside yeah. post. Uh, he had the distance. Should have been to his liking, and he just didn't fire. I, I I was worried about him having the outside post because he was. I was like, if anything, if he's gonna beat me, it's because of the outside post. Mm -hmm. I went off the replays. That's why I was a playing against for me because I thought he looked a little bit flat. It was his easier field per se on paper as far as class levels goes, but yes. I just thought Diamond Blue Eyes was a runner that that could fire big effort, and uh, you know she did uh, from the inside post. Jonathan Rowan aboard. The official order of placing was one, five, six. Just bet me with a very good second. Yeah, the, the five, I think we were both on on him to run a big effort. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he'd run two pretty sharp races since coming back and stretched out to the 400 yards. We didn't think that would be a problem at all, but he just couldn't get to Diamond Blue Eyes. And uh, race six was a California Breeders' debutante stakes there for three old Phillies, 350 on the dirt end. This was my lock of the night. Unfortunately, she didn't get out to the best of, best of starts. But she finished very nicely. Yes. A little bit better start, and I think Chowchilla Chickadee would have gotten there. But uh, hats off to Harch Headed Chick, Har Cody Jensen, with a great ride there to win it. Yeah, Chowchilla Chickadee keeps surprising me yeah. with uh, her late run. I just I thought this horse was all speed, but you know, as she's uh, growing and maturing in her racing career, she's figuring out you know how to take her speed down, especially at these longer distances. You know, when you're getting older, you know. All the money's going to be at you know the four hundred dollar or four hundred yard yeah. level, mm -hmm. you know if you want to race with the big boys. And she is uh, starting to finish a lot better, but hard headed chick, uh, kind of the same uh, runner as yeah. Chill Chickadee, just uh, got the jump and, and got the money. Yeah, that was a tough beat for me there, but hard headed chick get the job done. Chill Chickadee second, better than ever. Third with Vinny Bernard up aboard. Race seven was a California Breeders five fifty stakes here, uh, and this was a uh, this was one that we keyed on. Uh, did you like this horse as well? What did you get on top? Do you remember? I picked Newport Coaster on top. Okay, because of the outside draw. Because of the yeah. outside draw. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, anywhere else I wouldn't. And uh, Newport Coaster just didn't fire for, from out there. And Rock and Asteroid, I mean, just, just ran a terrific race. Yeah. You know, uh, brought a nice little price home for you there. Mm -hmm. I was hoping, like I said, to lose. Ultimate goal is uh, to stretch out to 870. That says a lot because I don't <laughs> like quarter horses yes. going 870. Uh, but you know, hats off to him, ran a great race. Yeah, ran a great race. Carlos Huerta was aboard. Well, good, finished second along the inside, and Newport, Newport Coaster would complete that trifecta, which paid $55.60. Now, this was probably the biggest surprise uh, of the night, just speaking personally, will be the race number eight, the Governor's Cup Derby. Black Friday, powerful uh, yeah. there. I, I want to say he won almost two lengths, uh, if I remember correctly, to the tune of $22.80. The ageless Eddie Garcia. 
getting the job done there in the Governor's Cup Derby. Uh, Chance of Fire finished second, and Don't Foos with Me would finish third. Nine five six was the order of finish. Yeah, I couldn't believe that Black Friday. I was talking trash to to Quarters <laughs> GD. He yeah. was up there. Did he pick him? He picked him on top, right? He picked him. Yeah. He, he said, "Why can't this horse win?" Yeah. I said, "I don't think he's just you know that that caliber. You know, hey, he, look, I know he he likes to finish." I, uh, hands off for me. I apologize for this one because if it would have been another jockey, yeah, I think I would have gave him a better shot. Okay. But I think Eddie in the last few years, uh, he's been a little bit uh, inconsistent with his mounts and kudos. He only rides. Every now and then, right? Yeah. So I thought he he was going to get into a little bit of trouble there from post nine. He rode a great race. So yeah. hands up. I you know Eddie Garcia, Black Friday, terrific, terrific effort. Yeah, I was uh, I was a little disappointed there in J Fire Up. Yeah. Uh, I thought with the start uh, she had, she would have been able to run a lot better race. But yeah. uh, I think that uh, J Fire Up and Revenant, they're pretty disappointing efforts. I think the, the next race for J Fire Up, it's where we're really going to find out if she's her old self. Yeah. And she can really duke it out with the three-year-olds. Uh, she got a great trip. There wasn't really any excuses. She just had to settle for fourth there. Um, Yankee, again, troubled, never really fired. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting. Dittohead, who just raced on the Governor's Cup Derby, is back for Sunday here at Los Al. Yeah. So that's going to be a little bit of an interesting angle. But, again, hats off to Eddie Garcia. And I believe Eddie Garcia is the first ever Los Al Horse jockey with 150 Quarter horse stakes wins. Yeah, I mean, uh, what a milestone. Eddie's, he was the king uh, mm -hmm. in the 90s when, when I kind of, he was riding for my dad a lot with a lot of Artesio horses. So him and my dad were teaming up quite a bit. But, and then just, uh, you know, as the years went on, he uh, wasn't riding as many mounts, but he shows that he can come back in here and still ride with any of them. Yes. And uh, race number nine, the California Breeders Spring Stakes. These were three years and up, uh, going 350 yards. And this is a race, this is a race that I go back to that I thought after the night was over, I should have made more money in this race. Because you know how I like to do my trifecta key efforts, mm -hmm. uh, my strategy there. I picked GS Wintermeyer on top, looked like a winner, and then got got you know, got upset by the four winner Corona Mass who went on to pay twenty six twenty nine sixty for the win. But if I would have keyed Gears Wintermeyer for second in trifecta, which I did not that trifecta paid twelve hundred bucks for this field of seven runners, so it was a great trifecta payout. But hats off to Winter Corona Mus, they're getting the job done. Yeah, just uh, broke fast and went all the way. I I needed the one GS Wintermeyer. Yeah. I I really thought that one would finish and and love the three hundred and fifty yards distance, but. Elena uh, just came out there. Una Cronomas carries that back class. Yes, and you know we just kind of overlooked it because of the recent form. Didn't really think it had anything in it. You know there may have been some excuses. Bump repeatedly, shifted out, threw head, but uh, we just got off it. I was on the one. I needed him. <laughs> Me too. What did was Una, Corona, Una Coronamas adding the flipping halter? Uh, yeah, that was the first right? time yeah. uh, flipping halter. Yeah, that's a note. So that, that could have been the key. Yeah. So four one seven still trying. We'll finish there. There and the. Breeder Spring Stakes race number ten, the Matron, uh, and this is a this was a pretty popular uh, win throughout the night. Uh, I thought this was a uh, a runner that a lot of people were keen on, and uh, you know the round of applause goes out to you. <laughs> your your lock of the night, Thermonuclear Energy, broke pretty sharp from the outside post yeah. and and posted a nice victory there in race number ten. Yeah, it was kind of what we had said uh, before that she was learning how to break faster. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, she drew the outside. 
400 yards is, is her distance out of all these horses. I, I think, you know, Kitty Up Cowgirl is probably the only other one. I, I really think relishes uh, mm-hmm. the farther they go. But I uh, just handled business from the outside. She post. broke sharp. She, yeah. she, that's probably one of the best starts she's broken. And, you know, we talked about how she's matured and learned how to break better. Uh, she's going to win a lot of races if she continues to do that. So Thermal Negro Energy, Jess Hawk, and Jess Miles there completing the trifecta. The Spencer Childers, the return of He Says Fire, and he lived up to the workout. He powered home there yeah. in the Spencer Childers. Yeah, he looked every bit as good as we thought you know, on, on the return. I think this was the same training schedule he had last year, mm-hmm. was to uh, come back and train up to the Spencer Childers. And uh, he had lost last year. Uh, but this time he came out and uh, just broke like a rocket, and he held off Eldia's back. Uh, I know you're a, a yeah. big a big fan of her. I should have crushed that exacta. I should have played a fifty dollars straight exacta there. Uh, day we were south, paid six bucks for two six. Uh, but Eldia's back, just second best that night. Yeah, uh, was finishing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, was yeah. Uh, from from the outside post, but uh, I think he's Dash of Fire could have won by more mm-hmm. uh, if he wanted to. I think the final margin of victory was three quarters of a length, but. Uh, he looked in command throughout. Tarzanito, Eddie Garcia hitting the board and another stakes there. Finishing third there with Tarzanito. Trifecta there, 12 bucks for the 264. The featured event, the Governor's Cup Futurity. Chris O'Dell was a story was on trials night. On, uh, and Chris O'Dell, the story on finals night as powerful favorite gets the job done. 580 on top, favorite wise lady. We'll complete that exact Cody Jensen. And you caught my eye there. At a bit of a price, would complete that trifecta. Six nine one was the order of finish. Uh, that trifecta, one hundred sixty three bucks, which is not bad considering the, the the winner there on top. Yeah, I was really hoping favorite wise lady would get the powerful yeah. favorite, mm-hmm. but uh, the eight finally got out of the gate. Finally yes. got a a clean start, and he looked in command throughout. Favorite wise lady was running him down, so I really like this horse going forward to the four hundred yard distance. How about uh, Odell's other two horses getting into it, and yeah. the seven lugs in and yeah. uh, interferes with the six and gets him taken down? I saw Odell wasn't too happy with uh, <laughs> Cesar Franco coming back because he owned the six horse. He owns part of them. So uh, that was his part of the owner share, uh, you know, getting uh, involved in the DQ and not having a chance. But, yeah, it was uh, all Odell and the governor's kept the turn. Yeah, winning time, 17.564 there for powerful favorite. And shout-out to uh... – Mr. Los Al on Twitter. He, this is one of the two-year-olds he really liked early on in the year. He finally put it all together. Hopefully, he's back even as far as this horse. He hopefully placed enough of a win wager to get back even. Yeah, we were talking about him ever since uh, the sale. I think uh, from the sale on, I, I really liked him there. Then Mr. Uh, Los Al was a big fan of him from the workout. Of course, uh, being related to the Revenant, yes. uh, he was touted highly. We didn't know if he was going to go the way of the Revenant. How we're saying yeah. now the Revenant's going backwards. But a powerful favorite gets his first fraternity victory. Remind me the breeding again. A powerful favorite. Favorite cartel out of Remember Me Rose. Yeah, Remember Me Rose. There it is. That that mare. Hair and terrific energy uh, are, are neck and neck there as far as dropping very good ones. And Odell has has uh, both families right now. <laughs> so uh, they're hitting on all cylinders. Terrific energy is a gold mine. I want to yes. I, I, I just... Especially in quarter horse racing where you can do the embryo transfers. And Mm -hmm. so that's why you see so many of these horses, you know, you see uh, at least two or three of them every year. You know, you can do multiple and you can breed to various stallions you want. Uh, You could experiment with maybe a stallion you you weren't really sure that has been proven yet, but maybe a good cross. But uh, 
Odell just keeps winning with these horses that just love uh, to add the ground and love to finish. All right, that's a recap there for last weekend. Probably one of my, our favorite nights of the year, not only in quarter horse fishing, but obviously locally here at LaSalle. I wish we had one of those once every two months. You know, it, it's, you know it, it's just such a great night of, of competition and of good fields and good betting. But obviously, I think July is, is always a, a date on our calendar there for Breeders' Night. Yeah, uh, like we were talking about last week, it's just a good mix of horses trying new distances, mm -hmm. horses raising up for the purses. Horses dropping down in price for the purses. Uh, you know, the horses uh, stretching out. They they try and uh, finally see what they have. You see Diamond Blue Eyes yeah. uh, taking on the Revenant and, and beating him on the square, you dropping never a nice seen, price. Yeah, we would never see those kind of matchups on a regular lounge night or something like that. So yeah. it's always a fun, fun night of quarter horse racing. Saturday, August 1st, August 4th, excuse me, the John Deere Regional Trials are going to highlight the card that we talked about. It's going to be a nine-race program here at Los Alamitos. Trials will go as the last two on the night. And it's a fun wagering card, so let's let's dive right back in. But I'll give you a little peek at, at the trials. So we'll go as races eight and nine. Um, and there's a couple of uh, runners there from Monte Rosa that could be strong. Chris O'Dell has a number of good ones as well. So we'll dive right back in later on into the program. But race number one. Kick it off with a four furlong distance, not 870, not four and a half. Four furlongs here. Um, field of six, more than my favorite, is going to be Camille, Camille Sheet Gold, the three course here for Nick Lowe, who did everything but win last time out. Duel got to the lead and, and had to settle for second. Uh, is Camille Sheet Gold the horse to beat, uh, Curtis? Definitely the main threat. Uh, just in really sharp form right now. I'm trying to, uh, to beat this horse right off the bat. Oh, I like the this. one horse, Kassoon, uh, for Salvador Naranjo and CD Ranch. Last time this horse ran, it was essentially uh, what we're seeing here tonight where Jesus Nunez has three. Mm -hmm. CD Ranch owns one with Nunez. We've seen this this move before. And so they got it. They snuck. Uh, is it Kassoon or Kassuni? How, do, how would you pronounce I, I, I would say Kassoon. Kassoon? Okay. I, I would say Kassoon. So last time, I think they snuck this this horse in there. They loaded the field up and dropped a nice little price there at you know at six to one mm -hmm. and went wire to wire. Now I don't know if this horse will be able to step up against a horse like Camilchi Gold, mm -hmm. but Camilchi Gold has been kind of flattening out and, and maybe lacks the the winning habit. So I'm going to try and go with the one, see if he can fire fresh after drawing along the rail. Yeah, I do agree. I think the one is a main threat. I picked the three Camilchi Gold on top. I like the consistent speed this horse has been showing. Nick Lowe has been has been pretty good at placing this horse in you know one nicely three starts back in fifty one and two. Um, I think the one is the main threat. I do agree. I like the how this horse looked winning last time out. She was strong down the lane there after making the lead at six to one. And then for my third choice, I'll go to the two Oleander Polar Bear, a six year old mare that has some back class and some back speed. She's always scary to me at a price five to one on the morning line. I think she's gonna go off fire. I think she's a must use in your exotics there underneath. She won nicely there back in March in 51 and 1 when showing speed, uh, but can also kind of rally from off the pace. So uh, the two at a bit of a price, I think it's a must use. So I'll go three, one, two. I went one, three, and for the third place, I went to the other Nunez, the mm -hmm. five, yeah. Bella Angelina. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, it's a, an old hard knocking mare here, nine years old, but has uh, been an 11 time winner. So knows how to find the winner's circle. I think she needs the lead to win, but I, I don't know if uh, she can handle the likes of the three Camilchi gold and the one Kasun. But, you know, sometimes they, they have a knack of uh, getting to the winner's circle and she has that experience. So I'm just going to put her in the third spot. All right. So I'll go three, one, two, one, three, five. All right, race number two, the second half of the early double. We got 870-yard event, quarter horse and thoroughbreds, because we actually do have a quarter horse here by the name of Loretto, breaking from post number three. Field of six going to post. Very tricky field for me. Uh, I, you know, I'm trying to narrow down the pick fours and see where I can do, but yeah, it's very tricky. I thought it's a tricky leg. Uh, I don't see the one winning. I don't see the two winning, but I can see three, four, five, or six taking the victory here. Who, do, who are you going to go on top? I'm right there with you. Uh, I went all outside, four, five, yeah. six, mm -hmm. uh, in that order. I went to the four towards the light. I'm a big fan of this trainer, Michael Curtis. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe it's just the name. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm just champion. partial to that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this horse uh, has run two really sharp efforts in the daytime here. Has already won an 870 uh, at the nighttime oval, went 4584. It's not a really speedy time, but I think should be able to uh, you know, get the job done against this one. I think holds the class edge over the five Monty, and I'm hoping just stays close enough to overtake him in the stretch. And uh, Monty, talking about the five, two for two, won the debut two starts back, and then came back. The claim was voided in that first uh, first debut win. Came back, and there's no V, which means to believe there was no claim second yep. time out. They just snuck this one right back. 50.3, 50 and three, the final clocking. Looked like a good thing. I'm going to pick him on top just based off of that. Four-year-old gilding by Surfcat. Keith, uh, Keith Craig Mouth trains and owns. Ulysses Gomez will be aboard back tonight. Uh, so I'll pick the five on top. Uh, for third, I'll, I'll give Loretto here a shot. The, the, quarter here, the quarter horse here for Pat Fisher. Kelly McGay jumps aboard. Uh, the serial gilding. Uh, has shown speed before. Won nicely there in 45.58, which is a very solid clocking for, for a quarter horse here going 870. Can show speed and has been running into a previously featured lock of the night and hop up there mm -hmm. gets away from that one i think the main three is going to be the five but i'll go the five three and then it was a flip a flip of a coin between the third spot between the four and the six i picked the six just on the outside just because of the outside draw uh finished a good third last time out after getting close to the leaders around the stretch uh going five and a half cuts back to 870 the outside draw uh that could be a little bit tricky there so i'll go five three six here yeah, I went four, five, six. I also like the six pick one there. Uh, just like you said, I think should sit a nice stocking trip on the outside. Um, seeing the race is setting up uh, three, four, and five, yeah. probably up there close. So pick one should should uh, sit the trip, and if any of them burn out, I think should be the best closer. Yeah, so it's a tricky race for me. I still haven't narrowed down my pick four ticket for TVG, but uh, at, it's all about the outside runners for me. So we agree here towards the outside. Yeah, four, right. five, six. All right, four, five, six for you. Five, three, six for me. Race number three. By the way, let me know when your lock of the night comes up. Give me, give me a heads up. Race oh, number that three. That would have been it. I would have oh, really? uh, went with the Michael Curtis horse. Are you going with Michael Curtis here? Yeah, I, I think that would have been my, my uh, lock of the night. You are going to get, well, it's three to one on the morning night. What, what odds do you think you might get here at, at post time? By the way, let me set you up. Yeah, let me, let me. Lock of the night oh. from Curtis coming up next. Race Better late than never, yeah. <laughs>
So you're going to go with Torres Light as your lock of the night? Yeah, I think okay. I'm going to go with him. I, like I said, just I, I love the the class level that he that he brings, and uh, I think should run a big one, even though he's you know just coming off two uh, second place finishes. But you know, I think Monty is going to take all the money. Yeah, I do agree. So I. Yeah, I mean, you got to go there because you are going to get a solid price in the summer. Yeah, I think Keith being Keith Craigmile and having uh, these two back-to-back wins, especially that last one that was, uh, you know, that eight-leg romp, nobody was even in sight. I usually don't flower it up on the comments. <laughs> I put complete runaway. Yes. So uh, I, I think uh, if I get that three to one, two to one uh, in that range, I think that'll be good because I think Monty's really going to take some yeah. money. All right, you'll go for there for towards the light, Curtis's lock of the night there in race number two. Uh, race number three. Here we're going to go down the straightaway, 330 yards for maiden claimers, three-year-olds. we got a couple of lightly race runners and a couple of experienced runners. And I'm going to split the field right down the middle with Hey Beautiful for Matt Fells and uh, owner breeder Martha Wells. I thought it was a better than look fourth last time out behind La Candidata. Uh, I think La Candidata is uh, Jaime Gomez trainee. It might, I think that might be the Palomino. Yeah, the one that won nicely there. Yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, well, what was it? Scotty was asking you uh, what that meant in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, la candidata, the candidate. Yeah. There the you candidate. go. Giving Scotty, Scotty a little bit of Spanish lessons there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Matt Fels here, five to two on the morning line. Rasmo Gasca. Uh, I thought it was a better than look fourth there after something like the start. Two starts back from the rail, ran a very game second behind Alamode, who finally broke through there. But I like the draw down the middle part of the track. Uh, second time off the layoff, Matt Fells. Uh, so I'll pick this one on top. Yeah, I put the four, uh, Hey Beautiful, in second. Just needs to have a clean race. I think this horse uh, is really trouble-prone. But three back, had that nice uh, clean race and, mm-hmm. and finished strong along the inside and only lost by a nose. I went to the two horse, Zion Zima mm-hmm. for Chris O'Dell. I think this horse had a really troubled start in the debut, but still finished well and only lost by half a length. Uh, to Trumper, who's on on the outside here, but I think uh, my main reason for picking this horse is because I think I've seen a lot out of these other horses. Yeah. And Zion Zima is kind of a new shooter, mm-hmm. and coming up and only losing by a neck to Trumper, uh, I think this horse has a lot of room to improve, and I think is a nice price at four to one. Ooh, that's spooky two post for you. You're finally picking a horse with a two post. Uh, you know, I I actually looked at the stats Orlando compiles yeah. for. Uh, the track post positions and it is true the two hole is three percentage points lower it's the lowest uh, all around and it's three percentage uh, points lower than the one and the three the other ones are 13 percent and the two hole is 10 percent so there there is a method there behind is a method. the madness yeah so there there is some proof to our thoughts there about the two the two poles being spooky but four <laughs> to one yeah on top for you hey beautiful for me on top I'll, I'll pick the two on third side, Zima. Like you mentioned, I thought it was a very educational debut. Mm-hmm. I thought the horse can move up there for Chris Odell. Uh, so I picked him for third. For second, I'll go to the sixth trumper just because of the outside draw. Draws yeah. the outside, finished a good second last time out, was not the, the post-time favorite, uh, just missed by a neck, but has always shown ability to be right in the mix. I think now getting the outside draw uh, could be beneficial here for trumper. Uh, Jimmy Glenn doesn't drop him off of that effort, stays within 10,000, 12,000. Uh, and I think drawing the outside post might be beneficial. So I go four, six, two. By the way, Matt Phelps, I seen him after the races on Saturday. Yeah. I tell him, man, I needed your other one. I didn't need it the <laughs> 60 to one shot. 
And he's like, what can I say? He Did went, he hand you like $100 <laughs> no, and say, here's I, for your trouble? I wish, I wish, <laughs> I wish he would have. But he didn't mention, hey, when you come to Phoenix, I know we'll get some good tacos. So next time we're, we might visit uh, Arizona. All right, it all uh, evens out. Uh, I'll, I'll take him up on the offer to check out some good tacos. So, hey, beautiful, on top for me, I'll go 462. Yeah, same numbers, just a little different order. Two, four, six. All right, so we agreed there in race number three. Race number four here. We're going to go 300 yards, made in claimers. $4,000 is the claiming price. Good field of nine. It's, I think this is going to be a, very, uh, a good betting race. Uh, but I'll, I'll let you go first here on this um, this tricky tricky field of nine. I actually made this one uh, my price play of the night. Oh, I like here. this. Uh, the nine, silver years. Mm -hmm. uh, six to one there on the outside. I think uh, just broke slow in the debut and, and lugged out, but really wasn't asked after that. was really under wraps. So I went back and, and I watched the June 9th work again. And the horse broke a little slow, but I accelerated quickly to the workmate and, and went on by. So I'm thinking that, you know, a lot of times in these maiden races, a lot of stuff can happen. And with all uh, the other horses I like being along the inside, I'm hoping that just having the outside post uh, can have clear sailing. Yeah, so you're going to go to the outside. Nice price there. 6-1 uh, on Silver Years, Jesus Nino, Jonathan Roman, a homebred for EG High Desert Farms. Have silver year, silver year as my third choice on paper for my top choice. I'm going to the inside here. Rock on Foos. Matt Fells again here. So Matt Fells, hopefully you have a good night here. Martha Wills, another one. Own and bred. I thought it was a very good third there. Just missing uh, by three quarters of a length for the victory. Was half a length behind you know, your morning night favorite, the four wire tag. Um, but I thought it was a good effort uh, despite getting stumbled at the start. And getting a little bit of into uh, some trouble there at three to one. Now making third start here locally uh, for this barn. Uh, drawing the inside post. Don't know how I feel about that. Last time out when this horse broke the from the inside post, two starts back, kind of broke out, got bumped, finished fourth in that field of seven. But I like the the I like what I saw last time out despite the stumble from the inside post. I'll take Rock on Foods at five to two. Like I mentioned, I like the line a little bit of a price for my third choice. But for my second choice, I'll go to the four here, Wiretap, who was a very game second there on debut at 21, 29 to, 29 to 1. Excuse me. Watching it live, I thought he was going to win. Mm -hmm. I was like, here we go. A big bomb here at 29 to 1, but had to settle for second there. But overall, it was a very game second off of those slowish workouts. So this horse showed, showed a little bit of ability, and uh, Scott Willoughby brings him right back at this level. So uh, I'll go 1, 4, 9. I went nine four five. I, I think the only other horse uh, I, we need to talk about is the five naughty nay yeah, mm -hmm. One of the reasons why I like the four is because I think the five's a slow uh, breaker, but can't finish. You know, being a, a snowbound filly, you know, out of a tricky cartel mare, breaks slow, but can finish well. Tell you that it stretches one out to eight seventy. I if I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put this out here for if I tell him something, it's not happening. <laughs> so I'll try and have George tell him something, yeah. or, or I'll try and feed it to somebody else, and maybe they'll uh, they'll tell him and get in his ear. But if I say it, it's not happening. How about this? I'm gonna talk to him. I'll be like, "Hey, that, that's no bad. That that could be a good 870 runner if you stretch him out." Well, then if it actually happens, I'm not even gonna do this podcast <laughs> anymore because obviously you have more influence over my dad than me. Uh, by but, the uh, way, I did see your dad uh, Wednesday at Delmar. Went down to Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and and he had a shot on a runner. I think he was getting bet down to five to two, but just didn't didn't fire at the best effort. But he's, hopefully he can get a win down at Delmar. Yeah, he's uh, he's running a lot more across town. Uh, 
Just uh, I think he needs to put them where uh, they fit a little more. You know, he's running some high price shot. That one I believe fit that day, but you know, just didn't fire. Hey, it happens. Del Mar is a is a really tough place to run, but you know, hopefully we can uh, be a little more competitive. By the way, out. shout out to all the the Agapito fans. Agapito time came through. I saw a four, tweet today. Was four to one on the morning line. We got seven to one at post time, <laughs> and I said this. Uh, I said this on the quarters on Saturday or Sunday. I was like. Agapito has two live bombs on Wednesday. I'm going to head out there. I think he was riding three, but I, re I thought two were pretty live. And uh, he finished. He won one. Uh, the big 30 to one was no factor. But the other one that I liked, I think he ran a good third or fourth there on the turf. But overall, a good productive Thursday at Del Mar. Yeah. It was Thursday, yeah. We went Thursday on Thursday there. Got the job done. Seven to one there overlay. So take it. Yeah, my dad, he, uh, he asked me if I wanted to go down, but. I actually had uh, the anniversary yesterday, oh. so we did go down to San Diego, but we went to Rincon. Okay, and uh, we stayed the night down there, and uh, that was the first time I actually stayed the night over at, uh, at Harris Rincon. I'd only gone down there to gamble, but uh, that was a pretty good no, place. No, I uh, did. We stayed. Uh, we stayed at Pachanga overnight. Okay, so from Pachanga, we we drove down to the Mar. But Pachanga's. A, I've stayed at Harris before. Harris is fun. They had a. They have a nice uh, lazy river there. Yeah. Uh, the casino's not as big. No, but uh, I like uh, I like the buffet there. Uh, but yeah, Harris Harris and Pachangas are probably two two good places to hang out and gamble and, and stay out. Yeah, we uh, we hung out at the pool for a while, and then uh, we actually went and saw a movie. We drove down a little bit uh, to Escondido. Yeah, we, we watched a movie, but and uh, we had dinner. Should have gone to had... TJ Tacos in Escondido. That's a previously featured Tacos and Trifectas really? establishment. TJ Tacos in Escondido. <laughs> Man, they got like a 9.6 score. Those yeah. are some really good Alpostor tacos in Escondido at TJ Tacos. Yeah, we were driving down through there, and we were just like, oh, God, like, I wonder what the, what's a good place to eat down yeah. there. We, I had no idea. Yeah, you should have texted me. Should have texted yeah, we, me. But, uh, we had some nice dinner there at the uh, at the hotel at Rincon. Yep. had say, a couple steak dinners. Mm -hmm. So uh, then drove back down today because the wife had some teaching interviews. We had to get back to business. Nice. and uh, So, yeah, it was uh, just a fun time. but. Back to the fourth year. Happy early and happy late anniversary. Oh yeah, by the way. Th thank. You. How many years now? It's uh, four years. Our fourth uh, wedding anniversary and ten or eleven total together. Ah, so you're. I don't know. I'm getting. You know, you're kind of the same as me. Yeah, uh, I think we were talking about it before. Yeah, we dated six years, and now we were six years married, so a dozen years now. Okay. So you're right, right behind us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were okay. So that, well, that puts it in perspective. I we were six years. And now we've been married four. Okay. So. All right. Catching so, up. Yeah. Happy just, anniversary, uh, April. If you uh, listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She she doesn't like to gamble. She doesn't really like the horses that much. She's into uh, soccer, soccer and volleyball. That's so tell, tell her to tune into the podcast so she can laugh at us. At our <laughs> my uh, my mom finally listened to it and uh, came up. She goes, "You guys, shout out to mom. Yeah, shout out to mom. You guys do a really good job." So yeah. Like, oh. Thanks. Thanks for finally <laughs> listening in uh, three months in. All right. We're, we're getting better. Anyway, we're getting better. Yeah. Uh, fourth race, I'm going nine, four, five, Naughty Nene. Yes. If uh, the snowbound filly can get out and finish, I, I think uh, can spring You know, a mild upset. I think is, isn't going to take that much money here. I think the one and the four will take uh, the brunt of it. But uh, the, the main thing is here for this horse to break. Yeah. Tricky race here in race number four to close out the pick four. I'll go one. Four nine. Right. Nine four five. All right. Race number five here. We going quarter horses going three hundred yards. Maintenance for street maintenance here. Field of seven. Uh Morgan favorite is gonna be the seven glide path at two to one on the outside for Marcine 
coming off of a very good second, finishing in 1576. But uh, who's going to be the pick here for race number five? I went right to the uh, seven, a royally oh. bred uh, gelding here, mm -hmm. glide path. Uh, one famous eagle at a flying fig. Eakin's uh, good old mare that, that he had. It was mm -hmm. a great two-year-old. Came back second time out and, and finally fired it and gave us a, a look of what we thought this horse yes. could probably run and ran a 1576. You know, kind of had a little bit of trouble in both starts. Cruz chooses this one over the uh, the one horse. So I'm thinking he's going with this horse. He thinks he has a better chance. So uh, just improve a little and uh, have a clean trip. Should get the money. Yeah, this one, uh, like you mentioned, royally bred there on the outside of homebred for Legacy Ranch and Muller Racing. Mark Skeen uh, finally showed a little bit of promise there last time out, stopping the clock in 1576 behind Trump Train, who had worked pretty well before the debut as well. So that could turn out to be a very good race. I picked him for second from our top choice. I'm going to go to the six heroes image. It was a very, very better than look second last time out, I thought. Uh, stumbled out of the start. Got bumped pretty severely by the eventual winner, Wrecking Ball. And uh, I thought this horse finished gamely there to finish second despite all that trouble. The third place finisher, uh, Farm Boy Payday, came back to win next time out. So I picked the six heroes image on top. Clyde Pat for second. And then for the inside runner, Magic Price, I'll pick him for third here. For Jose Flores, Hyderangel will be aboard. Second time in the barn of Jose Flores. Now first time gelding. Much trouble last time out. If you can show a little bit of that gate speed he showed in the first two starts from the inside post, I think this could be an interesting horse there uh, for a slight upset there. 4-1 to one in the morning line. Came back with a solid 12-20 gate drill back on the 17th of July. So I'll go 6-7-1. I went 7-5-6. I went uh, to the five horse EG Mail here first time in the John Cooper barn. That's a fun name, EG Mail. Yeah, I immediately looked to see who the breeder was. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, uh, I knew it had to be related in some way. EG there, you start with E, and then you start G Mail with the G. So EG there. <laughs> Sometimes it's the just that easy. Yeah, but uh, has run in uh, some paternity trials and in the made the final there out of state in Sandy Downs. You know, it's not the greatest competition out there, but they maybe they think they have something here. They they bring it here to Los Sal. Cooper takes over. Rodrigo gets aboard. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping uh, maybe he just steps his horse a little and uh, can fire a big effort first time at Los Sal. And this is a middle part, middle leg. Like there's no pick fours and there's no early pick four. There's no late pick four tied into it. I wish it was tied into one of those uh, wages because I thought it was a, a very interesting field. So, but you can start a mid card double here in race number five. So I'll go six, seven, one, seven, five, six. All right. Race number six, the start of the late pick four here with this nine race program. Uh, quarter horse going 300 yards. Conditional claimers, $8,000 is a claiming price. Three year olds, which have never won two races. And morning line favorite is going to be towards the outside in Lolita V off of this, off of a second place finish. Uh, who are you going to go put, pick on top here? I went right to the five, Miss Racing, ah, okay. for Lynn Melton and Carlos Huerta. I really like the way this horse rallied last time against uh, Amor de la Mama. Uh, time before that was uh, right there against Worker and Amor de la Mama again. So it gets away from, from that one. Worker came back and won, uh, I believe, one of the races on Cal Champions Night. Mm -hmm. So I think that flatters the form a little, only to be uh, a half length behind Worker. I think uh, just with a good start, and can uh, run right alongside Lolita V, who I think is the, the main rival there to the outside, I think has a big chance. Yeah, so menstruation on top for you. I'm going to go back to the inside. I think a political bull was my lock last time. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, didn't get out to the best of starts from the outside post. Broke in, got bumped, weakened. Uh, this is where I like to play him back because I know I'm going to get a price. So I'll pick him on top one more time. He's not the lock of the night. Don't get excited <laughs> because this, he probably won't, if he fires another effort like that one, he'll be off the board. But I think he's much better than what appears on paper. We talked about the breeding. We talked about first time off the claim for Valentin Zamudio. Mm -hmm. Now, second time off the claim, I think could be beneficial as well. Jose Nicasio, the rider, was aboard for the maiden score. Two starts back. He's back aboard. 9 and 2 in the morning. I think it's worth a shot right back. Uh, a political bull there on top. For my second choice, I go to Lolita V here for Lindolfo Diaz off of that good second place finisher behind my twisted sister, who at one point I won, I want to say had a two or three race win streak, if I remember correctly. I think she's sharp as can be. Miss Racia there. I'll go for third on the five, who is coming off of that effort for sort of second behind Amore de la Mama. Uh, was finishing good there past the wire with a little bit better start. Could have probably won there. So I'll go one, six, five here in race number six. Yeah, I just got a little bit different order. Five, six, one. Wow, we've been pretty on uh, uh, agreement through you, the first six races. You know, great minds think alike. They say <laughs> this could be this could be an interesting <laughs> card to, to bet there. All right, race number seven. We got quarter horse going three hundred yards. Conditioner claimers ten thousand dollars is the level. Uh, three year olds and up, which have never won two races. A competitive field of six, probably one of the more tricky races on the card. Uh, who did you pick here? Went right back again to the five uh, favorite class. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of worked this angle on, uh, gosh, what was the horse name I picked? Dash? Dash, Dash Michael, Michael Dash? Is that was Dash Michael Dash? Dash Michael Dash. That yeah. was kind of one of the long shot plays I was yeah. looking for on Cal Champions Night. And the horse just made a right-hand turn. Yeah. Almost went to Schwannies. <laughs> I mean, Rodrigo just couldn't rein this horse in. So I went right back, kind of the same angle. First time off the claim for Jorge Farias. I'm looking that this horse has run three times in the 1560s, and mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a time that's going to take to win this. So I think if Jorge Farias can get this horse back to that, maybe even improve off uh, maybe the lifetime best, get him into the 1550s, this horse should have a good chance. It's a, it's a tricky race, and, and by the looks of it, we are in disagreement because I didn't use a five in my top three. So this is going to be a very, a very key race as far as uh, some of our wagers go. I picked a two blown away here on top. Second time in the barn of Valentin Zamudio. Was previously in the barn of Valentin Zamudio. Uh, I like this angle. Finished third behind a few of these last time out. Uh, wasn't the best of starts. So I'm, I'm banking that if she put a break in a little bit better, she could have turned the tables. She was 5-2 that night. She's 7-2 in the morning on tonight. I think Ramon Sanchez jumping on uh, could be a good thing here for Valentin Zamudio. So I'll pick the two here on top. Fired the Senator, the Ford, the other, the other Zamudio is going to be my second choice here. Finished second behind Boxer Woody there in that common race last time out. Was finishing with good energy. Two starts back. Won nicely there in 1571. Uh, I think she's a, she's a horse on the improve here uh, for Valentin Zamudio. Adriano Nicasio was aboard. He stays aboard here. I think a repeat of that effort makes her a very good contender. And then for a bit of a price, I went to the one here. My twisted sister for Bill Holber here. Third last time out behind Baymax there. At this same, uh, this same kind of level, well, she was, she was uh, a little bit anxious there, fractious there from the inside post. Finished third from with Minor Arana. Caesar Franco, Franco jump, jumping back aboard. I think is a key angle for me here on this horse. Um, the inside draw, she's run well from the inside draw before. That doesn't scare me. I think she's going to be a solid price there. So if you're looking for a price, we'll probably hear my twisted sister. So I'll go two, four, and one.
I think the key here is uh, we're both trying to beat the uh, three horse yes. boxcar mm-hmm. Willie. I mean, the horse is always game. Always, you know, always. seems to always fire. Yeah. But I've been on the wrong side of picking him. Yeah, I, I think I have. I played against him the last two times. He won. I picked him on top three starts back. He lost. I probably picked him on top four starts back. He lost. So uh, maybe I'm putting him in the winner circle, but I think drawing in between these two runners could be uh, could be against him. So uh, I'm trying to beat him. Yeah. Uh, Lindolfo Diaz is probably my most clutch trainer. Yes. So uh, if I'm trying to beat him, uh, that says something. I, I just think it's really hard to win three in a row here. Uh, he has narrowly prevailed. He has also beat the horses in in the same race here. Mm-hmm. But I think when I when I play my pick four, I'm just going to go four or five. But I think uh, your horses all figure. It's a pretty tough race here in the seventh. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very, very uh, tricky race here in race number seven. The late pick three starts right here. I'll go two four one. Five four three. Ooh, this is interesting here. I raced them right the start of the late daily double. Late daily double. Field of nine. There's two trials for the Rio, for the John Deere Juvenile California Challenge here. There's the first division. We got nine horses going here, and then we got nine horses going in race number nine. Uh, these are some two year olds that have made some noise earlier in the year. Uh, but Curtis. My lock oh. of the night. My lock of the night Who's is going to come be? here in race number eight. And this is a previously featured lock of the night. He got the jump last. So I'll give you a clue. He won last time, and he was the lock of the night last time. So I'll give you a guess here to try to guess who do you think it is. Tough enough, Jess? Yes, tough enough, Jess. Lock okay, of the night here. go ahead. Uh, you know, I, I loved his his, uh, his win, debut win back in May. Gamely there, a 5-1 to for a Jaime Gomez, which you rarely see there. Mm-hmm. A Jaime Gomez. Uh, first turn going off at five to one, which had uh pretty good potential. Came back with a triple trip there in the futurity trials. I loved him last time out. He delivered there, got bit down late, uh, and and got the job done there in, in 1695. I like the progression. I like the post. Uh, three to one on the morning nine. I'll make this one my lock of the night. I like that horse. I like him for third though. Okay, but uh, I agree with everything you say. All the numbers fit, and only uh, you know one bad effort there. Mm-hmm. You can completely draw a line through it anyway. Uh, besides that, you know the horse should be undefeated. I went with the nine horse Stevie mm-hmm, B Flash yes. Cash, who is a horse I've done on all year long, and uh, just has finished well in both starts. You know, one clear last time. I really like that this horse is drawn the outside, and he's going to get the extra fifty yards tonight uh, for that breeding uh, LDS Good Growing Gracie. I think uh, all those horses relish the distance and this big body gelding, I think can get the money for second. I'm going to go with a, you know, an obvious choice here. Coleman 47 for Paul Jones. This horse is very talented. It just happens to be really trouble prone. Yes. And so I don't know, you know, being drawn in between uh, two horses. That That worries me right there. Yeah. yeah, Being drawn between the five and the seven who, who aren't the best horses. I think maybe they can give this horse a little bit of trouble since he seems to find trouble all the time. He's going to finish. I don't think the 350 yards is going to be a problem. You know, just ran second to favorite wise lady and, and put up a 1787, even with some trouble. So I give him a big look here. All right. So you're going to go nine, six, six eight, nine, six, eight. I'll go eight, six, nine. So we'll agree as far as the top three, uh, Stevie B flash of clash there, uh, lived up to that good debut win running right back in that futurity trial. Didn't get to qualify to the finals, but got the job done. Coleman 47, like uh, we mentioned, is one of the horses that 
had a lot of hype before the debut. One yeah. of the two two year olds that that stamped himself as having some some talent early on in the year. Uh, has been knocking at the door. Finished second last time out behind Favorite Wise Lady. Favorite Wise Lady finished second, right, in the Governor's Cup Yep. Yeah, she was so. closing there on powerful favorite. All right. So we'll go. I'll go eight six nine. Nine six eight. Are, are, is there anyone anyone else that scares you here as far as Superfecta? Uh, I'm sure we look to the one. Yeah. I'm sure you look to the one, that's as, the one as well. That's the one that we didn't talk about that kind of yeah. scares me now. Yeah, I think from that debut win and from the works, uh, I think this horse has some talent but has just been a little bit of trouble prone there. But drawing along the rail for the first time, some horses take to it, uh, some don't. But if this horse can just run a clean race, maybe we can finally see uh, what he's made of. Plus, gets another 50 yards. You know, had to run against Patty Riley, just curling uh, in that fraternity trial. Those are some pretty tough horses yeah. that are known finishers. So I could, I could understand not finishing the best against those. But uh, we'll see what he's made of here in this trial. Yeah, he bought a break there all the way back in April when this horse won the debut. He was my single, and I got the job done there for my pick four on air. Uh, has shown gate speed and has shown the ability to run straight i think those, those are all good traits for a two-year-old mm -hmm. uh, we'll see what he can do right there from the inside post i played against him last time when i made tough enough just my lock of the night uh we'll see what he, he can run there but a six to one i think with that bad running line last time out he's going to be every bit of that six to one i think that's going to dirty up the form and yeah. and, and, and you're going to get a good price on post time if you like the one butt break yeah i think six eight and nine are really gonna take most of the mm -hmm. play here and bud break, I could see floating up at least 10 to 1. Yeah. All right. Race number nine, the final race of the evening, second division of the John Deere Juvenile California Challenge Trials. Field of nine, who are you going to pick on top? A very tricky field. We got a few out of, yeah. out of state that uh, are coming in here. Uh, so I'll let you go first. I thought this was probably the toughest race of the night mm -hmm. uh, for me. When you get a lot of these horses coming in from out of state, uh, it's it's hard to tell which ones are, are really runners and, and which ones aren't because some will come in, you know, when you see during such a night as AQHA Challenge Night, they'll come in undefeated. Yeah. And there'll be three or four of them in the same race, <laughs> but you just wonder which ones are going to fire. But I went to the eight horse uh, after watching the work yeah. uh, here for uh, Paul Jones, Alice in Wonderland. I uh, was awake quickly there and, and drew off by about two over Hamilton, who had previously worked 12-3, but... but you know, beating that one by two lengths, I think, says something. Had a nice fraternity trial win at Weber Downs and went 15.58 while the five was in the same trials there uh, in May 5th, and he went 15.76. Mm -hmm. So uh, just based off, you know, winning two out of four. And I thought we should talk about the uh, the margins. Yes. Uh, thank God we have the cameras yeah, here. Oh, man. Out. Yeah, because we, we can't watch replays in some of these tracks. And, yes. You know, Sometimes going, I go, mostly I go off, I try to ignore the margins. I try to focus on the placing, the final placing, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, if, it was, if it was a wagering event, then the odds, you got to give the benefit of the doubt to the public in some of these, and also the breeding lines, the connections. Uh, sometimes the margin are some, the margins, you can pretty much toss them out the door for a lot of these yeah. because of the angles are so bad. Luckily here, I saw you have the cameras, which yeah. help out tremendously. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, this is a, kind of a question mark with some of these out-of-state shippers. Yeah, we see in the first call there, it was down by four and three-quarters lengths, then goes to two and a quarter, <laughs> and then loses by a neck. Yeah, I watched the work on, on this filly. 
she's not the biggest thing. So, I mean, it's, it's not like she's going to be powering home. Yeah. I really highly doubt that she made up <laughs> pretty much five yeah. lengths. Uh, uh, yeah, I would I would be almost be willing to put in m money against that that she did not she did not make up almost five lengths in the in that race yeah i'm just going i'm gonna chalk this up to the optical illusion mm -hmm. there that this horse is on the outside probably was a, a lot closer yeah. and only lost by a neck so really coming in with some sharp form like i said i really like the work on this horse for second place i went with the five kr high five for mm -hmm. jaime gomez another horse uh, shipping in here coming out of a fraternity uh, didn't really fire there in the final, but uh, ran a really nice fraternity trial victory there, won by a length and a half. I went and watched the work, and I didn't think break that well. was down about three quarters, maybe a length, but I think finished well run, uh, under a hand ride. Goes into Jaime Gomez's barn, who uh, has proven he can get horses to run from out of state, so I, I give that one a good look in my second spot. All right, so I, I, we agree on top here with the 8 Ellis in Wonderland. Uh, you know, good form, joins a good barn. Top rider, good local workout. Everything points that the eight might be ready to go. So I do agree that the eight is uh, will we'll pick the, on top. Uh, I'll pick the four for second. I do like the five for third there, coming out for the same trials to starts back back at Weaver. And uh, that 12-1 workout back on the 14th line looks good. But I think I picked the four here for second, uh, one of the local horses. I thought that was a better look there, there last time out behind the runaway winner, High Little Kitty. Uh, who was uh, who lived up to to the hype that night? Mm -hmm. uh, but I like the win two starts back, uh, stopped the clock in fifteen sixty nine uh, after getting away pretty cleanly there from post number two, and then the debut there four starts back was very good. Second behind Pack Light, uh, Pack Light uh, went on to be a finalist in a fraternity. Uh But I liked Rodrigo. Got to know this horse last time out. Uh, that was a good third from the rail. Uh, so I'll pick the four for second, but I do agree that the five also has a shot. So I'll go four, eight, four, five here. Yeah, I think the four has a pretty good shot. Yeah, just uh, off that start two outs ago, went fifteen sixty nine there, and just had a, a little trouble there in that last effort. But uh, I think this horse can fire. I really just want to see if three hundred fifty is uh, to this horse's liking. Mm -hmm. I'm not not totally sold uh, that he's going to like the longer distances, but. You know, we'll see with a clean start here. Uh, for third, I went with the number one racy's favorite for Monty Arosa. Yeah, you, you figure Monty's got to be somewhere yeah, exactly. uh, in, in the, the John Deere trials here. Actually, uh, won three outs back, but was disqualified uh, behind Quick to Royalty mm -hmm. and uh, was placed fourth. He came back in the fraternity trial against Conquering Marie, Miss KO. You know, those are some pretty good horses here at Los Al. You know, didn't fire, but... Uh, Went back into a maiden race and uh, ran a pretty powerful effort there. Ran 15.56. Uh, I think with the breeding favorite cartel out of uh, Miss Racy Racy, a separatist mare, should be able to handle the longer distances, and I like that it's drawn along the inside. Yeah, that was a visually impressive win last time out as a heavy favorite, stopping the clock at 15.66. I think drawing the inside is no no big deal here. I think she'll be fine for that inside draw. She's tend uh, to break pretty well, pretty much all four starts. Uh, so I don't think that'll be a concern. So that's definitely a contender there. So I'll go eight, four, five to close it out. Eight, five, one. Yeah. That's the second division of the John Deere. And we'll see a few of these back, um, uh, for the final. And also the winner of the final goes to the AQHA challenge championship final back. I think uh, it's going to be in October, right? The finals here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It'll be here. And 
I believe Albuquerque got it next, next year. year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, every other year they uh, they come back to Los Sal. Yeah. Come back to the friendly confines here. Yes. But yeah. She. Uh, you know, we'll see the finals and hopefully go on and represent Los Sal. Yeah. So uh, that's a wrap on the nine race program for Saturday, August fourth at Los Alamitos. Um, do you think we're gonna see East Asher Fire back uh, in a short rest for the Banco America Challenge? You know, after reading Orlando's story that maybe the horse had been sick, you know, that, that kind of been the rumor. Uh, they kind of pushed him into the Spencers, but, you know, obviously it's fine. You know, they said uh, the vet, Dr. Ricky Overly, did a great job bringing him along, and uh, he ran a great effort. But I probably would have given him a little rest uh, after that, not not have uh, brought him back so quick. Well, we'll see. We'll see if uh, we see his far back. Obviously, the main goal is getting to the champion of champions, but he looked sharp as can be last week. All right? Anything else? I was going to bring up uh, one thing. Uh, there was a, a story that came out of the Rainbow Derby. Oh, yes. And the Rainbow Fraternity. Okay. And normally I wouldn't bring it up, but it involves the horses we talked yes. about. Yes. Uh -huh. And so I figured uh, I, would, I would bring it up that the winner – um, a political or a political attraction, mm -hmm. the horse I gave out. Yeah. And then in the Derby or in the fraternity, lethal Lil, the horse you get, they came out with uh, bad tests in the trials, in the trials, nothing yes. in the, in the finals. finals yeah. But uh, New Mexico is unlike Los Al with their testing. Mm -hmm. And they actually let the horses come back in the finals and the horses split the samples. And if they're disqualified, then the purse money will be redistributed yep. among the, the fraternity finalists and the derby finalists. But I just uh, wanted to commend Riodoso for stepping up their training. Yes. Or, uh, I'm sorry, their testing Research program. Yeah. Uh, they've been following suit with Los Sal. And uh, they've been uh, catching more and more uh, bad tests out there. And uh, just wanted to you know, commend them for, for really uh, putting a good foot forward. Yes, and I think, uh, I think it might have been because there was a – you know, there's always a there's a short turnaround from the trials to the finals, so sometimes there's a delay in getting the results. So, I think that had to do into, you know, horses not getting the results back before yeah. the final. So, uh, but when you see, you know, these uh, these racetrack managers stepping it further and and getting the testing done and and doing the right way, they will uh, tip of the hat to them for yes. getting it done. So, um, we'll see where this leads to but obviously a good thing uh when you can get uh, a cleaner sport uh in the future yeah i think everybody's kind of adopting uh this universal testing method at least yeah. for for quarter horse racing i saw louisiana banned clembuterol yeah. uh so so that's another step forward uh that's kind of a, a drug taking its toll on our sport but uh Anything to help the the better and uh, to help even the playing field, I think, is a, is definitely the right way to go. All right. That's a wrap on uh, Saturday, August 1st podcast. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody.